This is episode 30 for Tuesday, January 12th, 2016, brought to you from Arlington, Texas. This week we'll be covering style 9A, Doppelbach. Bienvenidos a Bruce Styles. Welcome to Bruce Styles. My name is Eddie, and together with Chris, Travis, and Sawyer, we take on the role of beer one style at a time. Every week, we discuss a different style of beer and taste some of our favorites. We hope you leave with a thirst for more. Our podcast may be found on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Look us up and subscribe to make sure you are kept up to date on our latest episodes. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Brew underscore Styles. Drop by our website, BrewStyles.com, where you can stream every episode Check out our photo gallery and use the contact tab to send us comments and feedback. You can also find more information about the BJCP and how to become a certified beer judge. Settle in and raise a pint with us as we launch into another episode of Brew Styles. Welcome back, guys. Hola. Come here, <sighs> Again, I stole it from you, Travis. That's, that's my line. <laughs> this was a hard week for me, guys. Really I'm be honest, yeah. I uh, I've been inundated with calls from uh, the AARP uh, talking about <laughs> retirement plans. Uh, I've had trouble organizing my pills from day to day. It's it's a daily struggle. <clears throat> yeah. I didn't think that getting this old would be this difficult, but thirty um, one's that different from thirty? Yeah. Uh, Man, it's a uh, it's a game changer. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that much. I, I was gonna call you and check up on you, you know, like I do my grandparents. But uh, I hope it wasn't too late because I go to sleep pretty early now. <laughs> yeah, he did miss the New Year's Eve party. Yep. Did he really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were tired. <laughs> I, this is the first year I stay up to like four o'clock in the morning. Whoa. Yeah. I'm just hanging out with their family. Oh, that's when I wake up now. Do you have a life <laughs> yeah. alert yet? No, isn't that what the, I probably get one? That's not. That's not a lot. You don't have one. No, I need one. Yeah, well, maybe a, I've but. fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you had the other lady with like the really scary voice with life alert, <laughs> <laughs> or a uh, mobility chair. You yeah. had one of those yet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on top of the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they lost lots of little scooters. Oh, the rascal! That's the one that I I used to laugh at. The hover round. Uh-huh. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so it shows like the cheesy uh, video of them like going in a circle with a big smile on their face. Oh, we probably just lost like the, five subscribers. In the song, <laughs> they did the the Beach Boys thing. Yeah, <laughs> except maybe... they changed the word to hover around. <laughs> we could have gained a new like whole new demographic though. If we're talking about hover rounds and and pill boxes and stuff, I don't know. If that's yeah. I mean, maybe we need to like start advertising at our retirement homes. Oh, geez. They've got time. Could be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. What are we talking about today? <laughs> uh, Speaking so, of which, thank you yeah. for subscribing. Yeah. If you are listening. Yeah, guys. We appreciate that. <clears throat> appreciate it, and uh, hopefully we get pick up some more people. Uh, tell your friends. To, what is it? Hide your kids, hide your wife. Except don't hide them. Just tell them about us. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> tell your kids, tell your wife, and tell your husband, because we're doing an episode every week. That works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, what are we drinking? I'm drinking coffee. I haven't grabbed any. My coffee cup's empty. 
Oh, oh. I'm on my second homebrew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Chris's homebrew? We had to wait for an hour for Eddie to get here, though. Uh, I tell you why, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. That's okay. What are you yeah. drinking, Travis? I started with uh, Rancor Red, mm-hmm. the Imperial Red, because Chris wants to get rid of it. And it's close to blowing, but not quite. Is it really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that one's uh, that was the first one, and now I'm on the Hoth Winter Warmer. All right. Which has improved significantly yeah. since the first time I had it. Yeah, it's gotten better. Yeah, all the like harsh edges are starting to round off. And that weird metallic taste is gone. Yeah, I don't know what that was. I have no idea either. Hmm. Sawyer's... Um, Speaking of which, I'll say hello to Sawyer. Yeah, beer! <laughs> <laughs> I forgot which one. Oh, it was his uh, his Quicktoberfest. <clears throat> his ale, Oktoberfest, that he did. Had a weird metallic taste to it at first, but it kind of went away after a while. So, yeah. Did you use a new keg? Uh, I don't know. I I mean, I always I my new kegs. I scrubbed them out, and cleaned them, and everything before I. Well, yeah, but did did you use a new keg for that brew? I don't remember. No. Oh. Hmm. I don't know. Sawyer is not here today. He's not. He is uh, He's actually out of the country. Mm-hmm. 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 He's uh, he's a ca- captured by the setas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if anyone wants to pitch in, you know, <laughs> we'd love to help him. Otherwise, I mean, I'm broke. I don't. I guess they didn't like the Ghostface Killer that he took them. Probably not. They, they probably felt threatened. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> trying to kill me. He'll be back next week. And we have a lot of real neat things planned in the future. Next episode's going to be awesome. Um, stay tuned for that one. We'll talk about it a little more later. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's one that you definitely want to want to tune in for. Uh, something I'm looking forward to myself. And we are. We all a lot are. of cool. Yeah. <laughs> See? It's, it's going to be a lot of cool. That's what I said. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of cool. A lot of cool. Yeah. This podcast is full of cool. <laughs> yeah, let's go for that first beer. I'm ready. I ate some breakfast. I'm good to go. We have to talk about a couple other things first. I don't want beer. Well, too bad. Cool. What's next? <laughs> oh, wait, we're not there yet. I thought I was going to trick you guys into just kind of drinking the beer. Nope, we get to talk about it. What beer are we drinking today? What style? Today we're talking about the Doppelbach, which is Undor Undor. <laughs> Which is under Star category Wars nine. Episode. Yes. The Forest Moon of Undor. <laughs> Which is under category nine strong European beer, nine A Doppelbach. So overall impression, a strong, rich, and very multi German lager that can have both pale and dark variants. The darker versions have more richly developed, deeper malt flavors, while the paler versions have slightly more hops and dryness. And we actually looked for a pale version, but I don't, we weren't able to find one. So today we just have the darker versions. Mm-hmm. Aroma, very strong maltiness. Darker versions will have significant Maillard products and often some toasty aromas. A light caramel aroma is acceptable. Lighter versions will have a strong malt presence with some Maillard products and toasty notes. Virtually no hop aroma, although a light noble hop aroma is acceptable in pale versions. A moderately low malt-derived dark fruit character may be present, but is optional in dark versions. A very slight chocolate-like aroma may be present in darker versions, but no roasted or burned aromatic should ever be present. Mm. Moderate alcohol aroma may be present. Could you elaborate on Maillard products? (laughs) Because some people that are listening might not understand that, what they're referring to. So, Maillard reaction... Uh, creates melanoidins, which is another big word. Is that a Star Wars <laughs> character? No. Oh. Oh, that's the Domino's mascot. <laughs> Melanoidin. Uh, avoid the melanoid. Oh, 
Melanoins are formed when sugars and amino acids react together while heating in the presence of moisture. Okay, sometimes it can be confused with caramelization. Okay. But in the brewing process uh, with the boiling wort, what we usually encounter is the Maillard reaction, not caramelization. Now, there are brews where you'll actually pull off wort and caramelize it more than you would the normal boiling process. Right. Um, decoction mashing will usually yield a pretty decent Maillard reaction. Because in de- decoction mash, you're actually pulling wort out of your mash tun, heating it up, and putting it back in to change your step temperature oh, for the okay. step mash. So that's different than infusing mashing where you're just adding hot water. Yeah. So hmm. decoction mashing is a very German thing. So lots of lagers. Um, if you want to do it, quote unquote, correctly, then you'll do the decoction okay. mash step. Yeah. I knew it had something to do with like the color change of something whenever you start to cook it and roast it. Yeah. Um, and whenever I said that some of our listeners might not know what my art uh, re- reaction is. I was actually talking about myself, so thank you for oh, clarifying okay. that. <laughs> yeah, so it, it is responsible for browning and flavor development in a variety of cooking applications. But in the oh. brewing process, uh, we're specifically talking about um, contributing flavors like toffee, nuts, bread crusts, things like that. Do you happen to have an example of a cooking, like a cooking example? Uh, I, I don't know. No? Do we need toast bread? I think that counts. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, maybe so. Um, Actually, I think the beer we're drinking today is considered liquid bread. Mm. That was the Munich Dunkel. Oh. <laughs> this one, too. Okay. Yeah, it's in the history notes. Okay, because there's, there's a lot of uh, melanoidins in the Munich Dunkel mm-hmm. also. So the two styles are similar, I guess, but different enough to warrant being different right. styles. But anyway, I think my Domino's joke was underappreciated. By the way, those of our, those of you who are older will understand that. Wow, you avoid well, the annoyed commercials. So appearance, we don't, we don't all have life alert. Okay, yeah, <laughs> life alert. <laughs> appearance: deep gold to dark brown in color. Darker versions often have ruby highlights. Lagering should provide good clarity. Large, creamy, persistent head. Color varies with base style. White for pale versions. Off-white for dark varieties. Stronger versions might have impaired head retention and can display noticeable legs. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Flavor, very rich and malty. Darker versions will have significant Maillard products and often some toasty flavors. Lighter versions will have a strong malty flavor with some Maillard products and toasty notes. So basically, more malty versus less malty and toasty. A very slight chocolate flavor is optional in darker versions, but should never be perceived as roasty or burnt. So very similar to the Munich Dunkel. We did not want any kind of burnt, roasty character in that, um, but some toasty, slight chocolate. So we're not talking about porters or stouts. Yeah. Clean, lager character, moderately low malt-derived dark fruit characters, optional. So, Travis, when we did our um, Belgian quad, we had a lot of dark fruit characters in that. Oh, yeah. And in this one, very, very low malt-derived dark fruit characters, optional. So, shouldn't be a lot, though. Invariably, there will be impression of alcoholic strength, but this should be smooth and warming rather than harsh or burning. Okay. 
Little to no hot flavor. More is acceptable in the pale version. Hot bitterness varies from moderate to moderately low, but always allows malt to dominate the flavor. Mm. Most versions are fairly malty sweet, but should have an impression of attenuation. The sweetness comes from low hopping, not from incomplete fermentation. Paler versions generally have a drier finish. Okay, so usually when a beer doesn't finish, quote-unquote, finish fermenting, it's under-attenuated, you have a higher final gravity, and you'll have more body and a little bit of sweetness because those sugars weren't eaten by the yeast. Right. This is saying the sweetness comes from low hopping, so you're not adding as much bittering to it, not from under-attenuation. Okay, okay, okay. Got it. So, um, yeah, so you want the same kind of sweetness as if it didn't finish, but you want the higher alcohol from it, you know, from From, it, from it did finish. Yes. (laughs) From it, from from it it do do finish, (laughs) from it finishing. We are suffering the effects of either last week's episode, Imperial Stout, or from New Year's or all of that combined today. Your birthday. (laughs) Okay. So with that being said, though, not... Uh, the sweetness not coming from incomplete fermentation, the mouthfeel should be medium full to full bodied. Moderate to moderately low carbonation, very smooth without harshness or astringency. Light alcohol warmth should never burn. So, I would be interested to know how they keep it full bodied without having an under attenuated, or not as attenuated beer. Mm. Just... Maybe a different kind of yeast that doesn't... Well, I mean, it would still be... You would uh, still have to have a yeast that would complete fermentation. Yeah, but... Which not, usually thins out the beer. But not eat everything. So, I mean, do do these all use a similar kind of yeast? Or? Well, it's going to be a lager yeast. Right. I think the decoction mashing has something to do with that. Oh. Because Maybe if you're pulling out wort and then boiling it, then you're stopping the enzymatic reaction which would create those sugars that the yeast cannot easily ferment. Right. So you're going to have that sweetness because of that from the start. You know, that's that's one of the reasons why the specific styles that call for that, like Oktoberfest mm-hmm. or the Martzen and uh, this one in particular, Doppelbach, have that very particular full-bodied sweetness. And I think it comes from that. Maybe that's why those pumpkin beers don't have... A lot of the pumpkin. Okay, I'm not gonna bring the pumpkin beers up again, but happens. <laughs> it's been happening the last few episodes. But anyway, uh, yeah, that that probably that that makes sense. That'd be my yeah, guess. Yeah. Okay, so to finish this out, characteristic ingredients: pills and/or Vienna malt for pale versions with some Munich, Munich and Vienna malts for darker ones, and occasionally a tiny bit of dark color malt such as Carafa. Saws type hops, clean yogurt least, decoction mashing is traditional. So we talked about that already. Okay. <laughs> you said clean yogurt least. <laughs> what? Yes. I said clean lager yeast. Clean yogurt least. That's what I heard. I heard something weird too. I just wasn't sure what it was. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yes. Roll back the tape. Listen to it. No, we can't do that. <laughs> you at home, roll back the tape and listen to it. It's funny. Don't cut it out. Because now we need it in there. Yep. So, style comparison, stronger, richer, more full-bodied version of either the Dunkelbach or Hellesbach. Pale versions will show higher attenuation and less dark, fruity character than the darker versions. So, there you go. All right. So, I so, think the, uh, the too-long-didn't-read version would be, this is the Munich Dunkel, but higher alcohol and lagered. So, you're going to have less of the... The Munich Dunkel is lagered. I thought that was a nail. Uh-uh, it's a lager. 
You sure? Positive. I just brewed one. Uh, well, <laughs> I was drinking during that episode, so I don't remember. <laughs> I think this is okay. Well, this is similar to that, but higher alcohol then. Yeah. I, it's, it's supposed to have a fuller body too, isn't it? Or Well, the, the uh, maybe a little bit. I mean, the medium dunkle's pretty medium, medium full body anyway. Yeah. So I think the two would be very similar. I guess we'll find out because yeah. I love the medium. I've been drinking a lot of medium dunkle lately. <laughs> okay. So... I'll be interested to uh, compare the two and see yeah. how it goes. Okay. I think I'm going to brew a Doppelbach at some point, and it'll be a full-bodied one with nice legs, and I'm going to call it Hubba Hubba. <laughs> nice. Wow. <laughs> not not Hamana Hamana Hamana. <laughs> well, thank you, Chris, for the uh, style guidelines. Uh, Sawyer typically would do the... Uh, the history section at this point, so we would have trivia, but he's not here today, so we're going to do a very abbreviated, no gimmicks, history section. I still don't believe that. Okay. <laughs> I put a lot of effort into the uh, into the Star Wars one last year, or I mean last week, last year. That was last year. Last year. Yeah. yeah, technically so. And I didn't feel like doing it today, so <laughs> we'll go through it quickly. Cool. Maybe a drop or two in there. <sighs> of course. <laughs> History, a Bavarian specialty, first brewed in Munich. Brewed in Munich. What? Bless you. Okay, sorry. Brewed in <laughs> Munich. And there's one. Uh, okay. Brewed by the uh, monks. West Ball versus East Ball. Gang wars. <laughs> monks on monk crime. To the death. To the pain. Who can be silent the longest? <laughs> And there's two. Brewed by the monks of St. Francis of Paula. Historical versions were less well attenuated than modern interpretations, with consequently higher sweetness and lower alcohol levels, and hence was considered liquid bread by the monks. So this one also could be similar to what we talked about in the Munich Dunkel episode, with that being liquid bread. This one also. Well, maybe we found our difference because Munich Dunkel wasn't brewed by monks. True. You know, there was there was a blog that I read several years ago, and I just thought of this, so I I can't look it up to uh, to verify. But I do remember that this guy wanted to see if he could uh, survive living on beer alone for a certain period of time. Oh, I remember uh, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. and uh, he had like a very understanding work environment where he could he could bring beer to work and then drink that for his lunch break. So I don't know what he did, but he he specifically brewed a Doppelbach. I remember talking about that, and it was kind of on the lower edge of the alcohol level, so he could have several in a day and still be able to function. But with that being considered the liquid bread, he was still able to get a lot of nutrients from that. Um, I don't think he kept it up for too long because <laughs> he started having like weird digestive stuff happening. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, but I I do remember uh, reading about that. So maybe we'll look that up in our break. Yeah. <clears throat> Weird digestive stuff. You can do that all you no, want. No, I, no, no, I think no, I'm going to no. stick to looking up beer stuff on my oh gosh. <laughs> Anyways, the term doppel, which could also be construed as double buck was coined by Munich consumers. Many commercial doppel have names ending in a such as optimator or salvator or things like that. Either as a tribute to the prototypical salvator which we do have today. Yep. Exciting. Right. 
or to take advantage of the beer's popularity. Traditionally, dark brown in color, paler. It's yellow. Examples it's three are a more recent development. And you know that was something that I didn't really grasp whenever uh, whenever we tried the EKU twenty eight a few weeks ago when we were at the uh, I guess it was the last time we had a a BJCP class. James brought one of those. It was a EKU or I don't know if it's pronounced Eku or something, but that would be a considered a pale Doppelbach. Hmm. And I didn't, I didn't, uh, I guess, understand at the time that you could have a pale or a dark version of Doppelbach. I thought they were all like Optimator and Spotinator. And, Spotinator? Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's my next homebrew after Hubba Hubba. <laughs> Spotinator. And I thought they were all like dark and, and rich and like that. Yeah, I did too. So, you know, that, that's kind of neat. That's when we were shopping yesterday. You were like, I want to find a light one. And I was like, what? Yeah. And I looked for it. <laughs> Um, the Eku, which I think that one is also really high in alcohol. Like maybe, did I miss that class? Because I don't remember that. I'll look back through my pictures in the break and see. But I do remember that. Missed a couple of them. Yeah, I missed a couple of them for work stuff. Yep, work. So anyway, all right. Well, I'll be interested to see how uh, how it compares to the Munich Dunkel. Yeah, me too. Can we drink beer now? <laughs> yeah, beer. Here's four. Sawyer wants to go for it. So, <laughs> all right. Well, we'll uh, take our break, get our beers lined up, and we'll BRB. Well, welcome back. We're going to start with the Einger Celebrator. What are we celebrating? Beer. All right. This one comes with like a, a kid's toy. Yeah, a little cat toy. Yeah. Oh. When you get a Happy Meal in uh, in Bavaria, they give you a, a beer that has a toy with it instead of, instead of a toy. So, yeah. I don't know what that is. Mom, can we go to McDonald's? Celebrator. Hang on your Christmas tree next year. That's awesome. Yeah, it's probably going to go. That's like a little, it's a little horse that uh, hangs around the neck of the bottle. The neck of the bottle, yeah. Don't throw it away. You can have it, Travis. Okay. All right. Pours very dark. It does. Very, very dark. I don't get any ruby. Uh, if you hold it up in the light, I get more amber than ruby. Yeah. Um, very pretty. Fairly thin, tan head. Anybody get any legs? It's too dark in here. Yeah, I see them. Yeah, I got a little bit. It's only 6.7%. Okay. Really? So, yeah. I think of the guidelines, they want it to be from 7 to 10. Dude, this is... Well, this one's on the list. Yes. The aroma, I get I get some alcohol. Uh, at least that's, that's what I pick up first. Yep, it says 7 to 10%. Um, but this one's definitely on the list. So is the next one that we have. So we'll compare the two and see. I definitely get... Uh, I get some dark fruit notes... In the aroma, I get some, uh, some like bread crust, toasted bread crust. I get some cinnamon. I'm kind of getting that that strong cinnamon. No, I just get cinnamon. <laughs> I get a little more than cinnamon, but not, that that's the first you thing. Get a I... little spice, interesting. Yeah. Let's see. This said a low, 
malt-derived dark fruit character. Hmm. I'm getting a little bit more than low. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty significant. It plays a big part in the aroma. I also get a, a hint of alcohol in the aroma. And we just pulled this out of the fridge, too, so it has not had a chance to warm up. So that's, that's right. signi- significant that if we get those kind of flavors and aromas now, when it warms up, they usually get more prevalent. Right. <clears throat> Gonna warm it up a little hmm. bit. Flavor's a little different than what I expected. Being there were so many comparisons to the Munich Dunkel. Ooh. Yeah, I get some spice to this too. Yeah. Like first thing, I wasn't expecting that. I don't get any alcohol warmth. <clears throat> I, like not not like the aroma. No. I wouldn't expect you at a six point seven percent. Well yeah, but I mean I was picking it up in the aroma. Yeah. That's usually more than enough. But I didn't get it. Hmm. I mean, I do pick up kind of a, a breadiness uh, in in the mouth feel. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go as far as liquid bread though. No, no, it, it is medium, medium body, a, lo- a lower medium, but it's it's there. Brewed according to the Reihenskabot purity law, fifteen sixteen. On the bottle, it says dark, malty, and rich. Einger at the foot of the Bavarian Alps. Is one of the world's most respected breweries, family owned and operated since 1878. It is rich. I, I do get a rich malty taste to yeah. it. So I, I do get that. But almost, I get almost like a brown sugar mm-hmm. character in the taste. Mm-hmm. So all of this is going to come from the malts. Um, since it says on the bottle that it's brewed according to Pretty Law, we know that they did not add any cinnamon or. Right. Or brown sugar or anything. So that's a... Uh, or that could be from the yeast, too. So... Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well... That's um, pretty good. Yeah. Um, I was hoping for a fuller body. Yeah, I, I was just thinking how to word that. I, it's not as, as full medium body as... It's a little on the lighter side. Yeah. Well, it's definitely a lighter medium body. Um, still has substance. It's not mm-hmm. thin or watery by any means, but... Uh, yeah, I think yeah. just reading through the guidelines, we expected something, I guess, more substantial. I don't want to say stout-like because it's not supposed to be mm-hmm. a stout. More substantial. As far as the, okay. As far as the mouthfeel. Yeah. 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 Dryness? Anybody get some dryness? Not, not really. really. No. I mean, it's got the sweetness that I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe just really, really, really lightly, but... I was man, I was really hoping we could find a light version because that would be an interesting mm-hmm. comparison. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe we'll revisit this one when we run out of styles and do a light episode since we did a dark episode. In in two years, after we've gone through all <laughs> one hundred and nine <clears throat> styles in the BGCP list, then yeah, we'll come back to this. Cool, I'm ready. <laughs> um, the aroma's good. The Taste is good, decent mouth mouth feel. I, I really was hoping for something a little heavier, but we'll get through some more of these. I think yeah. the the higher alcohol ones might be heavier. Oh, okay. This one is a little on the lighter side. Yeah, yeah. So. Nice and straightforward, pleasant, yeah. mm-hmm. pretty much. I, I would have no qualms sitting down and having a couple of these. No, yeah. So that brings us to our poundability, which I would give five poundability rating. <laughs> which I would give a. Uh, 6.5. Yeah, I think it'd be around 6. Yep. Six and a half. I'm saying 7. Very easy. Mm. I'm sure after a few of them that 6.7% alcohol will feel a lot stronger. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and you would become a even greater celebrator of this beer. And <laughs> on to the next one. Oh. <laughs> I tell you, I get no respect. No respect, I tell you. Okay, Rodney. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess we'll move on to our next one, which is from Polliner. And, uh, How fitting. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Whenever I thought of Doppelbach, this is the first thing that came to my mind, so I looked for it. The first thing that came to my mind was Spotten. Yeah, the Optimator is a good one also. And we weren't able to find that one, though. Oh. Yeah, that, I looked for it. Had a season? It no, was, they were just out of stock. Because oh. yeah. okay. they had a little nameplate for it. It's good, so There's I'm not surprised that they're out of it. I think I've had it. I think. I can't remember. Yeah. But this is also the one that we mentioned in the history guidelines, that uh, this was the prototypical Doppelbach. So it should be you know, everything that we're looking for. It's from Polliner, straight from Germany. Listed at 7.9%. So this is going to be significantly um, higher in alcohol than the last one we had from Einger. And okay. uh, it is also brewed in Munchen. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> Brewed in strict accordance with the Bavarian purity law. So this one should have only water, malted barley, hops, and yeast. The secrets behind Polliner's excellent taste and unwavering quality are locally sourced ingredients and a tradition of craftsmanship that has been passed down and perfected by our dedicated brewmasters since 1634. Here in Munich, Polliner beer is not a mere product. It's a matter of the heart. Of the what? Hot. Oh, cough. <laughs> so was that Walter Cronkite or Sean, Sean Connery? Connery. <laughs> <laughs> or do you not know? <laughs> it's a little bit of my own creation. <laughs> anyway, this one's definitely lighter. Yeah, this is much, ruby. much lighter. This is ruby. I wonder sure. if this is actually like a bright, the lighter, a vibrant orange version like a, of it. A lifesaver's orange. A little candy. Hold them up. Looks like this. It looks no. kind of like a just a regular Bach, not a Doppelbach. Hmm. I wouldn't be able to say I've never compared them. I don't think I've ever had a Bach in a glass either. Ooh, the aroma's a little different too. Yeah, the first aroma, right, right when you poured it, I got alcohol. Now I'm getting that, that malty sweetness. Um, More noticeable legs on this one. Yeah, you can definitely smell alcohol. <clears throat> yeah, I see the legs. I agree. Nice malty sweetness. Mm -hmm. The head is lighter, kind of an off-white. Still pretty thin though. You know, Even with swirling, I can't I can't get a huge head on it. Just a a little lacing on the or not lacing, but a little foam on the top. Yeah. Uh, the the aroma I'm getting out of is kind of like a alcohol and like a sugar smell. Maybe some caramel. Like a caramel caramelization. Sugar that might be the uh, Maillard. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My yard product. Melanoidin. Avoid the melanoidin. <laughs> oh, that's a good flavor. It's a little sweeter. Yeah. A lot sweeter. Yeah. This is more caramel for sure. Yes. Uh, less of like the cinnamon spice that the brown uh, sugar. celebrator had. Yeah. But definitely has the sweetness. Bready as well. Yes. Now that's literally. Still oh. wouldn't quite call it liquid bread though. No. The the aroma and the taste is so different. I, I am always whenever I first smell it, I'm like, oh, this is gonna taste like alcohol. I don't pick up any alcohol at all. No. Um. But, but that's that's my first impression, and now I see it. Yeah. I'm completely wrong. A little touch of dark fruit. 
but I, mean, uh, I don't get I don't get any mm. in this one. I got some in the last one. It's subtle. In the aftertaste. Not so much in the you know, the mm-hmm. first taste. Which dark fruit? I'd go with raisin. I'd go with like a um plum. Yeah, I was kinda of thinking more plum. Like a good ripe plum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but ripe, not an unripe one. It no, is no, it is very faint. A, yeah, it is very faint. So that would come from a yeast. As you get a lot, lot more of the malty sweetness in this one than the last one. Yeah, this does remind me of the the Munich uh, Dunkel a little bit. I, I kind of. I think the now. Munich Dunkel is even sweeter. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It reminds me of it. It's yeah. not like it at all. But I mean, maybe a little bit, but not. It's, what about the What about the body? This one compared to the last one. They're pretty similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still just a medium. Yeah. Almost a medium to light. Yeah. <clears throat> Nowhere near the kind of full body richness that I was looking for over the palate. Well, it didn't. I don't think it said full body. I think it said medium full bodied. So it's kind of that gray oh, area. See, I thought you, you had said midi- medium to full. So it's just medium full. Like, I think it's just medium full. Let me double check. Okay. Yeah, because I was I was half expecting. Okay, it's, it says medium full to full body. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I haven't yet gotten either one of those. So okay, it needs to be on the heavier side of a medium body. Yeah, or it can be all the way to full body. Like I mean, we got that in the American Porter episode, things like mm-hmm. that. Right. With that uh, milky thickness. Yeah, and we do mm-hmm. have um, an American version of the Doppelbach to try today. Cool. So I'd be interested to see their take. Because as with everything else that's American style of something else, they take whatever the base is and ramp it up. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, so <clears throat> I'd be interested to see yeah, that'd be how that turns out. Okay. Seems like we always have to do everything full out. <laughs> it's only three of us today, so. Yeah. Anything else on this one? Poundability? Well, comment-wise. <laughs> No, I mean, before we go to Panamility, it's similar to the, the last one, just a little sweeter, uh, and the the color is different. Which one do you like better? I think this one, so far. Um, like I said, the aroma kind of throws me off, but mm-hmm. I think I like this one better. Travis, I like the Salvatore better. It's more straightforward, um, very well balanced, has everything I was looking for, uh, minus the the mouthfeel. Right. Pretty yeah, good. the mouthfeel is kind of what's being left off. The alcohol is completely hidden. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think if the Celebrator had a little bit more alcohol, I might like it better. Okay. Just to kind of round out that sweetness a little bit. Or if it had two toys on it instead of one, he would <laughs> probably like it better too. Yeah. So I don't know about that. Either way, yeah. anger, you know, keep that in mind. Yeah. It surprises me that it's on the list, but it's well under. Well, six seven, just barely. I guess is isn't well under seven, but it's on the st- precipice. Still, you'd think the cusp. If they picked that to be a classic example, they would have changed the ABV to be from like six point seven to eight instead of seven to eight or whatever it is hmm. to include it, but they right. didn't. So their classic example does not fit in the guidelines. <laughs> <laughs> which just which just proves you know that the guidelines are just guidelines. Well, and, and it's that's rules. happened before. So, yeah, oh, yeah, that's happened before. Yeah, 
So, yeah. you know, you're going out there brewing your own beer. Don't be afraid to be JCP. Yeah. Just, just guidelines. Yeah, what was it's it? Just, like episode four, the White, uh, Weiss beer, Hefeweizen, whatever, like the first beer that we poured was on the list, and it was uh, from Schneider and Sons. Yeah. And it was totally different from what everything yeah. read, every category, aroma, appearance. It was all wrong. Yeah. Based on that. But that was what they listed. Yeah. So, yeah. My my super OCD organized self gets upset when that happens. Yeah. Why would you include a beer on your classic example list and it not fit the guidelines that you just made? Because they're just guidelines. I know, but it, it doesn't... It it bugs me. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be 7%, guys. It's 6.7. This is not allowed. Not okay with this. We need to stop this right now. Not okay. Mm-mm. Now let me get back to my Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> and moving on yeah OCD sample um, so we're just gonna go ahead and move on to this uh, what's up thank you what's up what's that what's that now that's a throwback that's before avoid the noid right there <laughs> but I know that one okay so maybe it's after you know the what's up frogs yeah okay yeah, yeah the Budweiser frogs what's that frogs <laughs> yeah I'm pretty sure. It right? started before the frogs. Yeah. It was a Budweiser commercial. Yeah, but it started before the frogs. Oh. Yeah. What's that? What's that? <laughs> Wasn't it a scary movie? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, anyway. So this is a <laughs> Devastator Double Buck uh, Lager by Wasatch Brewery. Or Wasatch, whatever the heck it is. Wasatch Brewery. Devastator. Uh, yep. Yeah, uh, this is the Utah breweries have difficult names to pronounce. Yeah. Salt Lake City. Yeah, yeah. In, uh, in the barley wine episode, we had the Unita, Unta, Winta, Winta. I couldn't figure it out. And yeah, this I, one too is Utah's Wasatch. Are the settlers there from a different area or something? Uh, the original settlers. <laughs> well, yes, but there's a lot of like Native American stuff going on up there too. So oh. maybe that has something to do with it. I've never. I don't been to know. Utah, so yeah. I have. Is it nice up there? Yeah. Nice. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, so apparently if you want to sin, up there too. Lots of wives. <laughs> <laughs> and an equal amount of husbands to match. I'm just saying. Pointing uh, it out. Uh, if you're going to sin, sin big. <laughs> Is that what it says? <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. Oh. Well, there we go. <sighs> uh, with 8% alcohol per volume and a creamy richness, this brew has developed a serious cult following. Imagine that, a cult following in Utah. Oh. So, uh, and apparently good food pairings are uh, the front of the cow, back of the cow, and the rattlesnake. Um, I hope, yeah, food pairings. <laughs> food pairings, yes. Rattlesnake. Yeah. <laughs> Let me go get yeah. some real quick. <laughs> well, I guess. Anyway, uh, so from the aroma, the first thing I picked up was uh, a, like a dark fruit uh, smell. I, I didn't pick up alcohol like I did in the last you one. You said this was 8%? 8%, yeah. So that one is just ever so slightly higher than the last one, which was 7.9. I do get a significant amount more legs in this than the other two. This is a really nice ruby color. Sorry, I skipped over the Yeah, no, appearance. it's fine. Um, but the aroma, I, I do get the fruit a little bit, but I also get more kind of the brown sugar-ish thing that we got in the Ianger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so it's a, a bit of a mix for me, but yeah. So out of these three, so far the Iinger and 
the uh, Wasatch have been the dark ones, and the Polliner was more on the lighter side. This is my favorite aroma so far. Yeah. Because I, I don't pick up alcohol. I think I think all. I would agree with that, too. Yeah. That, and that's surprising because it's, I mean, well, not too surprising, but it's a little bit more alcohol than the rest of them. But you don't, I don't pick up alcohol in it at all like I did the others. I think I have a different opinion on the aroma. I think this is the least approachable aroma out of the three. Really? Um, it's not as, I guess, happy and pleasant. It's got some harshness to it. I I can see that. You know, it's. I mean, it still smells nice, but yeah. it, but it's not the uh, like the warm and fuzzy feelings that you get from smelling the other two. See, and I feel different because I picked up alcohol in the other ones. I'd be afraid to drink that. It was okay. my first time drinking those. So you know, I I smell that, and you know, I mean, like oh, this is gonna be strong. I smell and the alcohol in this one too. Yeah. I don't pick it up in this one at all. I get it a little bit, and it's actually the highest alcohol one that we've had. Right. Yeah. That's why I'm surprised I don't pick it up as much. But you know, that's me. So yeah. Uh, well, cool. The uh, flavor does. Let's have... Let's open it up. Okay. Wow, way to be like three minutes late. Yeah, we picked. We smelled the bottle, the the can. Apparently, <laughs> this one is actually a can. So good job, so Travis. It's a regular can. It is a regular can. It feels a little dirty. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. <laughs> yeah, went back to Total Wine this week. Travis was playing with the Wasatch. I haven't been there for a couple. <laughs> with the Wasatch. <laughs> I was going to say oh, something else. I what you did there. <laughs> I was going to say something else, but we didn't check the explosive box. <laughs> no, we did not. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh. Speaking of which, I listened to our... Uh, our website only episode, the uh, the outtakes episode. Oh yeah, <laughs> I want to apologize for my behavior doing that. <laughs> he was hammered, and for my language. Uh, wow, it's <laughs> I had to I had to go in and edit it and put the uh, not safe for work initials on that because wow, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't I'm normally not that not that raunchy. So yes, you are. I, I do apologize. <laughs> it was entertaining to say the least. It was. it was. It was fun. I got. I do have to warn you though on that one. I got a lot of laughs, but yes, it's, it's. Uh, I mean, like like it says in the headline, it's not friendly for work, not family friendly, not really friendly at all. <laughs> so, do you like that? Yeah, listen at your own <laughs> <That was> risk. Cool. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. So back to the flavor on this one. Uh, this uh, Wasatch Brewery. It's um, it's got a good sugary taste to it really sweet it's not as much caramel i get more brown sugar in this one than yeah. I did the others yeah um, i think this is very similar to the Ironger, but a little bit higher in everything yeah Ooh. just like i said you know the americans have to take a base style and ramp it up that's make, what they did and make it better let's put it that way <laughs> see i don't know i don't know if it's better i like this one better i like it but i don't know if i like it better than than the originals yeah i like it better Definite has it definitely has a, a sweetness to it, mm-hmm. um, very present, almost to the point where you get like a little touch of the touch of the corner tingle, right in the edges of your, of your cheeks when you first get your first sip. Not same kind of thing when you drink a sour, but it's not like the puckering sour. Oh, no, but no. you still get like the little tingle right in the yeah. right in the corners of your cheek. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <clears throat> huh. mm-hmm. It's different, but I, I think this. Uh, this definitely wouldn't be my first example for someone that's never had a Doppelbach. Um, but it is a good one. So maybe someone that's more willing to experiment. I'd definitely this. go with the, the Pollen or the Ironger or actually the Spotten Optimator. Okay. 
I really mm-hmm. wish we found that one because that's that's a really good one. Yeah, I can't remember if I had it or not, but I'm I know I've it's it's very good. Seen it. I get much less dark fruit like yeast esters in this one. Yeah, than I did the other two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more more. I it's, think it's sweeter. To this, me. Yeah, the sweetness and alcohol just kind of take it over. I I still don't pick up much alcohol out of it, but yeah. Did you warm it up? Yeah, I did. <laughs> okay, working on it. Travis got more than the rest of us somehow. Did he serve it? No, I did. I'm not just... very. I'm not very good at <laughs> guessing portions. <clears throat> oh well. We need measuring cups for you. That's good though. I like this one. But this is my favorite one. I like this beer. <laughs> Thanks, Sawyer. I'd actually be kind of curious how Sawyer felt about these beers, but... He doesn't see much, but when he does, it's poignant <laughs> and always drop-worthy. We did forget our poundability rating on the Polliner. My poundability rating. <laughs> I think I would kind of... That would be similar to the Einger, 6-ish. Yeah. I'd still go with a 6.5 for it. Yeah, let's stay with the 7. What about this one? This lower, yeah. in my opinion. I'd say five, maybe four and a half. Yeah, I don't think I can pound it quite as easily. I'd go five, five and a half. It's good. You got a good flavor and everything, but... This yeah. would be a good, you know, fall, early winter, sitting around a campfire beer. Yes. <clears throat> it's kind of chilly outside. That's That's where I see drinking this one. Yeah. Got some warmth. Going back to an idea we had a few weeks ago, I want to do our Roush beer episode around a campfire. I want to do like an outside remote in your backyard with a fire. But then pit. how would you know if you're smelling the fire or the beer? There's no difference. The beer <laughs> smells like campfire. I'm sure there's some variation. Okay, let's get a specific kind of wood to burn. That way we know what aroma to get from the wood and what we get from the beer. All right, so now we're going to smell Eddie's wood. Yes. In addition to the tea bag. All day long. <laughs> <laughs> this wood smells like mesquite, but the beer smells like hickory. And I noticed a distinct difference between the two. <laughs> that needed to be noted. Thank you, Travis. Thanks, OCD. OCD. <laughs> now back to my Harry Potter. Oh, man. Uh, this is good, but I think it's a sipper. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. More than the rest of them. Yeah. The other, the other ones, like, even. Now, even though the uh, Salvatore, the Polliner, was one-tenth of a percent lower than this one, I think I could drink it easier than this one. Okay. Um, probably have like two or three in a row. That'd probably be a mistake because then you're really feeling it. Whereas this yeah. one, you, you're forced to drink it slower because it's you know, it's a little more harsh on the edges. Yeah. But uh, still flavorful. Absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely got a good flavor. Um, I do feel like the body on this one's a little bit more than... Than the other two. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, that too. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah, this is more on the full side. Yeah. So so that would add to the sipping idea. Right. Yes. That. But if I went to the store <clears throat> and I had to choose between these, I'd choose this one. So far. Just even if I, you know, well, obviously I'd want to drink this one slower, but it'd be worth it to me. Well, we got so, one more. All right. And a glass bottle. So let's crack that one open. <laughs> Not quite. 
That would be the Einbecker. Winterbach Doppelbach. <laughs> Which is in a green bottle. Yeah, it's in a... Yeah. We Today all know what that means. We have had the Celebrator and the Salvator and the Devastator and now the Einbecker. Einbecker. Oh. Her. They didn't follow the naming no. guidelines. Eh, that's close enough. Whatever. So, it's pretty clear... Mm-hmm. Lighter than the Einger and the Devastator, but not quite as light as the Salvatore. Still a bright orange when you hold the light amber. However, in pouring this (laughs) from the green bottle, Mm. I could smell something very distinctly. Narcotics. (laughs) <laughs> I just get cinnamon. No, not cinnamon. No. <laughs> it is very light struck. Yeah, there's some skunk in this. Being a lighter beer in a green bottle, it's very evident. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to let mine kind of aerate a little bit. I'm not. I'm just going to go for it. Because the skunkiness goes away fairly quickly. Yeah. And even then, if you if you get past the skunkiness, I, I still pick up that sweet uh, malty smell out of it. I'm I'm gonna wait to really sniff this one. I want to pound the crap out of it. Whoa! Yeah. No, right now. Here we go. Ready? That was really Let's loud. Try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I said, you uh, get a, a you, lot bigger head on it though. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Like a quarter inch. And it's a pretty creamy looking head. It's pretty. Um, <coughs> I wouldn't say it's real white, but it's pretty white. I get some malty notes if you look if you try to look past the skunk in the aroma. Yeah, yeah. Because that's skunk's something almost gone. Yeah, that's something you have to do whenever you judge a beer in uh, BJCP stuff. Is if there is something that's off flavor, you note you note that, yeah. and then you still have to look past it and try to figure out what right. else it has. Right and. Now that I tasted it, I don't know if you guys tasted it yet, I pick up some of that skunk taste in it. Um, but it, it does have that sweet-ish taste. It's not as pre- uh, prevalent like it is in the other ones because of the skunk. But, yeah, right? Yeah. So if you're a drinker of Corona or Heineken or something, this might be a good one for you to try to get into a Doppelbock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have a lot of the same character with the skunkiness. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like you said, I mean, a lot of people gravitate towards that. If that's what they have grown up knowing, you know, that's what, you know, that's that's my Corona. That's what it's supposed to. Yeah. Wasn't that a song? That's my Sharona. My Corona. <laughs> anyway, so uh, the skunk is all but gone in the aroma now, and I'm getting um, some a lot of the same multi, light multi characteristics that we had in the Salvatore. Mm-hmm. Still kind of in the flavor, though. This is a little creamier, too, uh, yeah. compared to the other ones, I think. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't necessarily necessarily say full body, but no. the, the mouthfeel of it's creamier. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I, I would have said full body. This is yeah. creamy. Yeah. It's, it's not full body. Yeah. It's still medium. It may be a, a little heavier on the medium side, but it's medium. Maybe get some more of the the toasted in this one than the others. Yeah, and you know, I'm getting some bitterness out of this one too. I don't, I don't know if you get that. Um, Might be the skunk. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, well, regardless, it's still a little bitter. Yeah. Um, Travis? Yes. 
flavor. <laughs> I'm not really liking this a whole lot. Mm-mm. It's, it, I mean, I still got the skunk in the flavor. It's pretty bitter. Yeah. Um, I would, honestly, I would not buy this again, ever. Yeah. Based I'm, on this one, uh, this one showing. It's yeah. I I don't think I would either. I would try it again. But yeah, if it tastes the same next time, uh, compared to the, to the other examples we had, I mean the the ones from Munich, the uh, Einger and the Polliner were great. I mean, fantastic compared to this, and the American one was different, still good. This was not. Man, nope. I'm going to be honest. It's it's not a pleasant experience having to having to drink this. Yeah. And I'm not sure why some breweries insist on. Continuing the, the the tradition of green bottles or clear bottles, and unless that's just it, it it's a tradition. Yeah, like like we said earlier, it, 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 some people just want that. But it it yeah. damages your product. Some if, people don't you know, see it like that. If if so. I if I'm a baker and I make bread for a living, I'd want to do everything to preserve what I make, you know, until it gets to the uh, to the end, uh, the end consumer. I wouldn't want to just okay. Well, here's my bread. I'm going to stick it on a plate. And then put those plates in a in a boat or a train or a truck and let it get all moldy by the time it gets to the consumer. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I would want to do everything I can to preserve all that what work I've put in. started mm-hmm. so that the consumer can appreciate what I've done. This makes no sense to me. It never has. I don't get it. And I mean, I'm sure that there's, you know, some traditional things behind it or, well, or whatever. But this, this will cause me never to buy this again. Yeah. And, you know, these companies, once they produce their beer, green glass is cheaper than brown glass. Yeah, there's a historical connotation back in the World uh, World War II. Yeah. They switched to green glass because it was cheaper, and they just stuck with it. And then they brewed their beer, they sold it, people bought it, and they drank it. And enough people liked it to where the company made money. They're not going to change what they are producing, you know, to... To try to appease more people because then they'll lose their current customers. You know, you saw that happen with Heineken. We brought this up numerous times. Mm-hmm. They changed their formula somehow to where it wasn't skunky, and there was this big uprising, uprising <laughs> problem with it. And so they changed it back. They put the skunk back in their beer. When you buy that beer, that's what you expect. You expect that flavor. Mm-hmm. When you buy a Corona, that's what you expect. You 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 buy it for that flavor mm-hmm. that you want. If you don't want a skunky beer, buy something else. You know, but yeah. the people that that want that character know which beers they like. So if you like Heineken or Corona, and you see Einbecker, try it out. Yeah, try it. Let us know what you think. Yeah, uh, you know, like I said, this they've probably been around for a while. If they're still doing green bottles, it's for a reason. Yeah. Uh, whether it's the you know what people are used to, or that's just their kind of their branding, you know. Regardless, uh, it's it is what it is, and you either like it or you don't. So, this one's seven point five percent. So, kind of in the mid range of what we've we've had. But I I think the heat for a seven and a half comes through a little bit more. You think so? For this one, I I didn't pick up much heat out of it. Maybe just barely, but uh, the skunkiness kind of just yeah pushed between the skunk and the malts, just kind of. I don't know. Do you get any like spice or dark fruit or anything about from no, the other ones? I can't I can't get past the skunk and the the hint of malt. 
everything else is just kind of hidden. Yeah, just malt and skunk. That's what I'm getting. Uh, but, you know, the aftertaste, it's like if I just drank a Corona or a, a Dos Equis, you know? Well, so it's there. Well, Dos Equis isn't even that bad. It, no. It's still in a green bottle. You get some skunk, but it's it, not nearly as bad as... If you buy it in a six-pack, you get more than if you buy it in the big box. And I usually buy the big box. Oh, yeah. So I usually get it on tap, so... Oh, that too. So... <laughs> Um, Five pound ability rating. <laughs> four. Yeah. This one would be a four. Ah, <laughs> you thought I'd. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm. I'm right there too. Maybe my, even lower. I'm. I'm still around five ish. Five. Five point five. It's. It's still not hard to drink. Um, well, you're also used to drinking Corona. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's why I'm still there. Uh, it. The alcohol is a little bit stronger. But it's not. It wouldn't turn me away from it. I could still drink it. Well, good while if I had to. Um, you know, I'll go to another country where this is all they've got. Then, yeah, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. We should do a green bottle episode. <laughs> go ahead, go for it by myself. Yeah, you can do that all by yourself. Yeah. This will be in three years after we run out of ideas. <laughs> Welcome to episode 230. After three years, I think we'd be more... We've we've just given up. Why are you guys still listening to us? (laughs) Go away. (laughs) Unsubscribe. (laughs) No, don't do that. All right, do we have a homebrew recipe? Uh, We have one we can talk about. This is actually really straightforward. I'm just going to give you some percentages here. Uh, It's going to be the majority Munich malt, probably 65 to 70% Munich malt. Uh, around 20 or so percent Pilsner. And then you might throw in a little bit of Cara Munich or Carafa, um, Carahel, something like that. Uh, then you've got uh, German hops, Hollertau uh, is usually my go-to, Tetnang, something like that. This is for the the, uh, the dark version, by the way. Mm. Um, and then just a generic German Bach lager yeast, Bavarian lager yeast, something like that. If you're going to do the light version, you'll flip those percentages on the Munich and the Pilsner. So it's primarily Pilsner with a little bit of Munich. And you'll actually also um, up your... Actually. Actually. You will up your hops a little bit also, so you get a little bit more bitterness out of it. Uh, Pretty straightforward, actually. As long as you've got your alcohol level up, if you're having a, a trouble, a trouble... Wow. Wow. <laughs> if you're having trouble getting a higher OG, you can always throw in some uh, base sugar, Belgian candied sugar, something like that, just to, to up the alcohol a little bit if you're having some efficiency problems in your mash. So that's pretty much it for the homebrew recipe. Pretty simple, straightforward. Yeah. Just make sure that you're, I mean, with, with dealing with any lagers, you want your fermentation temperature to be spot on. Absolutely. This isn't one you can just kind of toss in your apartment or your bathroom and no. let it go. Loggers need to ferment between 46 and 50 degrees Fahrenheit. Do that, mind your diacetyl rest, and then definitely do the correct lagering for a length of time because yeah. it makes a huge difference. It does. Those first 48 hours of your fermentation are crucial in not getting off flavors in your lager. Usually, I, I've done two loggers now, uh, something that I've started recently, and I will actually brew, chill, just like normal. Um, I can usually chill to around 76 degrees or so, and then I'll put it in my fermenter, 
um, and then pitch. But for the lager, I will brew it, chill it as far as I can, put it in the fermenter overnight to bring that temperature down mm. to pitching temp around 50 degrees. Then I'll pitch my yeast. It may take a day or so to bring that five gallon, uh, five and a half gallon wort down that far. But you definitely don't want to pitch warm because those first 48 hours are crucial. Mm. So if you're doing a lager, make sure you're at the correct pitching temperature before you pitch your yeast. And always do a starter with a lager. You need a lot more yeast going into a lager because if you stress them out, you're going to get those off flavors regardless of what temperature you're at. Mm. Yeah. Cool. So, there we go. We've got uh, one more beer that we want to feature before we finish this, uh, wrap this episode up. And it's a beer that doesn't fit on any category we have done or will do. So, it's, you know, it makes sense just to kind of toss it in, talk about it. It's a local brew, so. Yeah, and it just came out this week. So, Fresh. we thought we'd kind of throw it in. Uh, we're doing it here at the end, just in case you don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you can skip this part if you really want to, or stick around for something that's really probably the most different beer I've ever heard of. Yeah. I'm this excited. is special. This is Martin House Brewing's newest beer, Kafkaesque, which wasn't this one of their competition beers, the Riverhouse Shootout? Somebody I don't think won so. Won with this? Because no? this is no the the first one they won with was a uh, like a Spanish cedar porter. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. One okay. last year was something different. So that's this right. Is, this is one of their off the wall creations. Okay, cool. This is ten point three percent alcohol. By the way. Oh, wow. <laughs> Listen to all of this. This is the description on the can. Right. Imperial smoked black rye oak raspberry IPA. Wow. <laughs> Imperial smoked black rye oaked raspberry IPA. Okay. That's that's a lot going on there. This just came out this week. Um, granted, we post these episodes a week after we record them, so... Um, by the time you are listening to this, it had been out for probably a week and a half. And might be um, gone. Maybe so. I've seen a lot of I chatter would, online about it. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, where is it at? Who's got it? It came out New Year's Day. No, New Year's Eve. It came out New yeah. Year's Eve. It was in the stores. They and did this one last year, and it was draft only, so that's the first time they've canned it. Okay, I didn't have it last year. Mm. I know they've been talking about it for a while. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot about it online, different podcasts. Um, but definitely been interested <laughs> in trying this. <laughs> Eddie's wife just tried it, and she's freaking out right Whoa! now. <laughs> she doesn't like dark beers at all. Oh, that's a funny reaction. All right, so it is very dark. Black as night. Yeah. I can't see yeah. opaque <laughs> anything term. through this. Um, pretty. If Sakar was here, I would say I could see his face, but but, but he's not. Yeah. <laughs> Racist. Um, <laughs> I like Sakar. Tan head. No. And boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> tan head. Yeah, dark. Tan. Ooh, that aroma. Real dark tan, tan head. Yeah, there's a lot going on in the smell. Can I smell it now? Yeah. So I, I don't get, I get hops. Any raspberry? I get, I get some. Hops. I get some rye. I get the the black IPA. Yeah, I get hops. I mean, it's it's gonna be the the fat citrusy hops yeah. of uh, like probably Chinook, maybe Cascade. 
I was uh, I was gonna say mosaic. I smell a little bit of bo. I kind of get Christmas tree. I didn't out of shower it. this morning. That might be it. Oh, okay. <laughs> the smoke comes through a little bit. Yeah, maybe it's a smoke I'm smelling. Smoke, maybe because I'm. Nobody gets any kind of mosaic character. Mm-hmm. I don't. No. Okay, maybe it's the smoke I'm smelling. Then it just kind of reminded me of that. You got fruity on this. Did you taste this last year, Travis? On tap. Yes, I okay. got a glass. It's the uh, the slanted glass. Slanted glass. Yes, it's a really neat uh, picture. I, I went to uh, what was it? Poorhouse. And now it's Trinity River Tap House. But they oh. had they had a glass that was it had a flat base and then it's a diagonal glass. That's weird. Interesting. And then it comes up like that. Yeah. You have to show that one to me because I, I don't think I've seen it. I think they wanted that because this beer was so sideways and sideways itself. <laughs> They're like, you know what? We're, let's just get a glass that matches it. Yeah. Interesting. All right. I've never had this, so I'm going to taste it. Here we go. Wow. That's a lot of stuff. I get the I get the black stout part. Then the hops hit you. And then the smoke's way back on the finish. I don't get much of smoke. Um, oh, I get a lot of smoke on the finish. I don't. Know, uh, I don't oh, oh, wait. There's the raspberry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The raspberry is way late. Yeah. But it's there. Wow. How do they do that? <laughs> that it was, was like 15 seconds after I took a sip that I got the raspberry. <laughs> that's weird. Huh. Interesting. Um, this is my first smoked beer, by the way. Hmm. So. First thing I get is hops. The smoke definitely lingers, though. That being said, it's also a black IPA and a rye and an oak and a raspberry, so this is not a smoke yeah. only. Yeah, smoked beer is going to be different than this. Oh, this I isn't get... smoked? Well, it is smoked, it is, but, but it isn't. But it is, but it isn't. But a, yes, but A smoked beer, where it's basically just smoked, a Roush oh, beer, no, 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 is no. going to be completely different. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I just meant... It's yeah. got some smoke in it. Yeah, it's got it. some smoke in it. In a few weeks when we do the raspberry episode and we're sitting around the campfire <laughs> and you pop over that beer, you're going to smell like yeah. 100% campfire in a glass. Yeah. It's cool. it's nuts. It's going to be pretty nuts. But there is some elements of that in this. But it's okay. not just this smoking is, out of glass. I want to say I really like this, but I'm kind of... Maybe I don't like it as much as I think I do, well, but I kind of like it and I'm not really sure about it. I, I see why it's ten percent. I, I mean, I I get the ten percent out of it. It's pretty okay. So strong. that's the imperial part. Yeah, smoked. We've kind of talked about that a little bit already. Black. Yeah. So that's going to be the roasty tones. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Rye. Now rye is kind of like a spicy uh, yeah. bread. It's flavor. It's kind of spicy. I don't get any rye. That's no. probably out of all of these things. Actually, no, I take that back, because the next word is oaked. Oh, well, well I don't I, get... I get a, a woody taste out of it, the woody smoke taste. Well, that's... Could that be the smoke? I don't... I think smoked oak? and oaked could be confused, maybe. Did it oak smoke? Oak, oak smoked? Oak, <laughs> oak smoked? smoked? No, those are both very definable flavors and aromas, between smoke and wood okay so we've got the smoked did you get oaked i get wood out of it i get some wood out of it i'm not gonna lie the wood comes across <laughs> say that again clearly so i can get a drop for next week what no i get some wood out of it there we go 
You know, typically oaky notes come across as like a dry flavor. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm getting. Like a well, that's gonna be dry. So not, you, I mean, not you, like you're sucking on a stick of wood, right? But but if you just oak something, there's a vanilla character to it also. That comes across more if it's like charred and with bourbon. No, the I bourbon think. you just get bourbon. If it's just oak, there's a vanilla character. At least in my experience. That's fine. But either way, I don't really get any oak. Okay. And Moving I don't on. get I don't get any rye. No rye. No, I don't get rye. Raspberry. No need to rye about on it. On the back end. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. There it is. <laughs> just rye me a river. Uh, raspberry. We talked about a little bit. I get oh, it way late. Cheating. You've done that before. <laughs> I would you get love... the raspberry. Uh, no, not really. Wait about fifteen seconds. <laughs> I'll tell my story, and then I'll tell you. Okay. okay. I would love to have sat in on, uh, I guess, on their brainstorming think tank episode or, or their meeting to try to figure out. Okay, what's our next new beer? I don't know. Let's just like. Let's toss in everything we have at the brewery and make it like a trash can beer. See what happens. They talk about it on Stubby's podcast, and then it just oh, I haven't listened about, to that oh, one. this one. Yeah, this beer. This this the the episode for the podcast was a while ago. Oh, there's the raspberry. <laughs> Jesus. They were talking about the Riverside Shootout for this past oh, year. First one? Oh, yes. No, yes, this yes. this past year or the second one. The one we were part of. Yes. Wait, we were part of. Two? No, just one. We've done two Iron Mash. Two Iron Mash. One Riverside shootout. That's right. We did the uh that was the the crawfish chocolate crawfish one. Well we didn't do that. The people next to us did. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, uh you listen to that episode of his podcast and uh they've got Cody on there and they're actually talking about this beer for a little while. So that was pretty interesting. But um Shh. Imperial with ten point three percent, yeah, it's there. Smoked, yeah, it's there. The black, yeah, it's there. Mm-hmm. Rye, eh. Mm-hmm. Oaked, eh. Raspberry, really late. And then IPA hops, it's there. I get the IPA first. The the hops first. There's a lot uh, going on in this. Yeah, but the first thing I get is hops, and then after that I get smoked, and then some oak wood <laughs> taste, and then I get raspberries. So do you like it? It is good. I drink this again. You would. Yeah, it's your wife's shaking her head. No, well, she's not drinking it. I'm drinking it. <laughs> it does come in regular. Um, was it twelve ounce can? I feel like yes. yeah, twelve ounce. Regular. It comes in regular twelve ounce cans in a four pack. Martin House usually sells the tall cans in a four pack. In a four pack. Well, These are regular cans in a four pack. Yeah, but this is ten percent. <laughs> well, their Imperial Red, uh, Imperial Texan is also pretty high too. Um, isn't that one only in a four pack? Yeah, but tall cans. Yeah. yeah, this was short can because it takes a tall can to get that whatever. Yeah, I remember last year when I had this for the first time, I thought to myself, there's no way I'm going to like this because of everything that goes into it. They don't go together. But then you try it and you're like, you know, I can't say that I dislike it. But why would you think it doesn't go together? I mean, it's... it's because there's so many things. I mean, so many strong flavors that you think would headbutt <clears throat> yeah, but and fight. I, well, I don't think they would headbutt. I, well, there are two things in here think, that I think don't go well together. Okay. okay. Smoke and raspberry would be my, my two things that don't go I together. I was going to say smoke and IPA. Okay. Mm. Those two things I don't think would go well. But the smoke is so minute... 
Yeah. That it, it just kind of adds a tinge and it doesn't overpower. A lot of the smoked beers that I've had, the Roush beers, have been very smoky. Very overpowering. That'll be in a few weeks whenever yeah. we feature our Roush beer episode. And around we sit a campfire, around, apparently. We sit around the campfire and do a remote episode. <laughs> Let's go to Cedar Hill. Oh, no. And the, the state park. Can't take alcohol in there. Can't take what? Alcohol. Can't take alcohol. alcohol. Nobody has to know. <laughs> We can have a fire pit in the backyard. And we'll just I don't have a fire. Are you going to buy a fire pit, Travis? I don't have one. I have a little chimney. Chimney. No, Frado's broken. Let chimney now. The little ones that go through. Frado burned a hole through his. Chimney, chim, chimney, chim, chim, chiru. All right. So, see, I, poundability rating. Well, before you do that, I think oh. I, I play around with food a lot as, as far really? as cooking. Play with your food? Huh? You play with your food? Yeah, I play with my food a lot. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, I. I like to throw stuff on a grill when it's not supposed to go on the grill. Like? Uh, soup sometimes. In a, in How a, does that work? In a pot. You just put it in no, a pot. then you're just heating it up. No. With a, with wood? Like yeah, smoking it? Like your, yeah, it's like you're no, camping. You Honey, it. I put out the fire again. <laughs> well, don't put soup on the flame. <laughs> no, like in, in a pot, you put it in the smoker and you close it, and the, the soup gets that smoke taste more, more than a campfire because it's actually enclosed. So it, it, there's that. There's you know obviously meats and stuff. There you cook meats differently. Uh, then it would be a stew. What? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not talking about the soup. It's just meat by itself. Oh, you can smoke it, or you can you know pan sear it and stuff like that, or bake it even. You know, so the baked soup. I'm talking about meat. <laughs> <laughs> Those would be casseroles. What? No. Wrap it up. Yes. No. So you you can there's different ways of doing all that, uh, and I can see how some of these flavors can go together. Uh, it's surprising that someone actually do it. This is by, probably pretty good with uh, barbecue. Yeah, actually, Travis isn't paying attention. <laughs> what if we had like a barbecue sandwich with this? With this, it'd probably be pretty good. It would be really good. Anyway, um, so poundability. Yeah, poundability because this is a good beer. Uh, two, two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to. I mean, everything that it has in it are not things that make it easily poundable. Yeah. Smoke, no. rye, no. oak, no. raspberry, eh. IPA, no. imperial, no. Fort Worth. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, there's a lot going on, and surprisingly, it works together. Yeah. Yeah. But this is not a poundable beer. No. I would not want to shotgun this. I know somebody probably has, because it comes in a can. That's what you do. And it came out New Year's Eve. Yeah. <laughs> Here's so, a 2016. Hey. Actually, you know what? Patted it. Gross. I can still give it a two. Um, which one was it that I said would be really good around a campfire in the winter? Was it the polliner? No. Uh, I think so. Guess no, 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 no. It was it was the Wasatch. That's the one. That's, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. It was the Wasatch. <laughs> yeah, the Wasatch. This would be the same. Sash. Really good around a campfire when it's cold outside. That 10.3% will definitely keep you warm. Yes. <laughs> definitely would. <laughs> so. Yes. So you're saying hello? Yes. You're saying goodbye? Yes. 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 You're drinking this. Yes. 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 No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Uh, this, this would, yeah, I agree. This would be good on a campfire. Right. A campfire. So would you buy it again? I would buy this again. 
Travis? I, I wouldn't share it with anyone because nobody else would yeah, like it. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, sure, somebody well, does. Well, I mean, other than you guys, but the people I hang out with, well, no. It's good. It's off the wall, but it, it works. And yeah. I thought that the first time I had it, there's no way I'm going to like this. But surprisingly, it it works. I think we're just so open to you know crazy beers. That's that's not a big deal to us. This is probably the craziest beer I've ever had. Yeah. Oh yeah, same here. Imperial well, smoked black rye oaked raspberry IPA. Ghostface was was my first craziest <laughs> beer. This is my. I think this is crazier beer. than that. That's just a pepper beer with a really hot pepper. This with has like seven different, different things in peppers. it. Did we expose you to your first crazy beer? Yeah. Uh, Live on this podcast. Okay, okay, okay. Live. The first actual crazy beer. I've had crazy beers before this where I was like, wow, this is weird. I've never had anything like this. But as far as all these flavors, uh, this might be the first one. I've I've always kind of been open to trying weird things as far as drinks. Mm -hmm. So Hold on. Your wife tried this and didn't like it. Let me get my wife over here to try it too. This beer is Give like a taste. W- when you uh, when you're locked down on a snow day and you can't go out to the grocery store, so you just put <laughs> everything together in the fridge on one sandwich, like a roast beef and sriracha and Swiss, and it's just like all the flavors kind of work. She said it was too hoppy. Yeah, the first reaction was <laughs> a hoppiness to me. She had a really confused look on her face. The first thing was hoppy, so I get where she's coming from. Yeah, so. it was pretty hoppy. It's got a lot, you know, it is an IPA. Yeah. But yeah, when, when she tried and when Eddie's wife tried it, she was like, "Beat her beer face!" <laughs> she was just shaking her head with her eyes closed, like, "No." <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. I know what you mean, though, Travis. There's times when I'll, you know, I'll make a sandwich that's got like olives in it and you know weird stuff like that. Doesn't, doesn't usually go in on the sandwich, <laughs> you know, beans. Uh, it's just like, I, I, yeah, I had leftover beans one time. I was like, eh, screw it. Yeah. It's like soup on a fire. It was. <laughs> It was weird. It had a super weird taste. Actually, I haven't put tuna in that one. Uh, and it tuna, beans, and olives. Interesting. Yeah, and and sandwich <laughs> meat and cheese and wow. I only ate one, but it was... tastes like Mercado water. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah, it, this is a weird beer, but I like it. And, All right, it, and it's not a regular can. Yeah, that's what they're going for, though. It's a weird beer, but that's why I like Martin House. They're one of my favorite breweries. Just breweries. Travis is out of the loop right now, but you know. Either way, that this is a good episode. I I like this. I like the beers. My favorite was still the Wasatch. And as far as crazy beers, this is a good crazy beer. If if you're into trying crazy beers that are kind of hoppy at first, yeah, definitely give it a shot and all that. So. Well, if you like this episode, then be sure to tune in for next week's episode, which is going to be incredible. Oh, yeah. Yes. Let me tell you a good time. Thank you for joining us for our latest episode of Brew Styles, where our topic of discussion was the Doppelbach. Join us next week for a very special episode, our first brewery spotlight, Backcountry Brewing. We will feature many of their beers and even have a chat with one of their co-owners. You'll definitely want to come back for this. Cheers till then.